Welcome to the podcast, all about the real deal on YouTube. I'm Kim, and this is Anyone Can Make Money on YouTube, where I tell you how I made $90,000 in my first year. That's right. It's kind of crazy, but it's real. Okay, shocker. I'm leaping off yet another ledge and starting something I have no idea about, podcasting. No worries. I will jimmy rig this like I do with everything. Binge watch and listen to how to's on how to make podcast episodes. And voila, we will have a series. Do you think podcasting is a good idea? Leave me a comment below. My name is Kim and I'm a mother of four little boys, YouTube creator and world explorer. People who found me in the past year consider me a skincare rebel. I don't view myself as a rebel, but rather as an instigator for personal freedom, choice, and self-care. I know you have never heard of me before. You are not alone. In fact, you are in the majority. And if you are one of my extremely loyal YouTube subscribers, welcome. I absolutely adore you and thank you for joining me on yet another adventure of personal empowerment and growth. Some more insight about me. I have three PhDs. I'm a retired swimsuit model, a New York Times bestselling author, and I breed English bulldogs. Therefore, you should listen to everything I say because it's very important. I'm also a huge liar and I don't take myself too seriously. Thus, no PhDs on my resume. I'm five foot two, so no modeling contracts, especially not swimsuit ones. I am not an author, although that goal isn't off the table. And I don't breed English bulldogs, but our family is fortunate enough to have one named Sumo. All right, here we go. Should we be concerned about timing? I entitled this episode, Timing Isn't Everything. So should we be concerned? It's the beginning of 2020. It's been a full year and my channel is over 55,000 subscribers, more than 5 million views and hundreds of thousands of watch hours. Obviously more than this, depending on when you are listening to this podcast. I want to share my first year's highs and lows with you because nothing about my journey has been lucky. Some would say my timing was actually horrible. And then others would say the beauty genre on YouTube is saturated and dominated by young, attractive makeup artists. No one wants to see a middle-aged woman sharing her weird skin rituals. And then to add to these honest scenarios, let's throw in every nasty online troll who's going to come, comment, and attempt to tear you down every day. I named this episode Timing Isn't Everything because I know success can't all be timing. If it were, I wouldn't have had the year I just had. I can't control the time. I can't control if people like me. I can't control the YouTube algorithm. The only thing that is in my control is making quality videos consistently on topics that give value to others. Making 12 videos per month is daunting, especially how-to skincare videos. I have to schedule procedures in a way that allows time for my skin to heal. My filming and editing schedule is rigorous, and the only reason I've had success on YouTube so far is due to persistence, not timing. We're going to take a quick break for some sponsors. Podcasts would not be the same without sponsors. My mini-series, Anyone Can Make Money on YouTube, is sponsored by Jifu. If any of you have watched my YouTube channel, Natural Chaos, you know I travel a ton with my family. Until last year, I thought I knew how to find deals online. Now I know I've been overpaying. 
GFU has a unique travel portal that gives you access to wholesale deals on hotels, condos, flights, cars, cruises, and all types of activities like Netflix. It's membership-based. Book as much as you want anywhere in the world. The site features a seven-day money-back guarantee, cancel anytime, and 110% booking price match. I've used this booking engine every month for the past year, so I can personally speak to the real savings worldwide. If you are a business traveler, you will love the perks. Book with your AMX, collect GFU travel reward credits, and when you check in, get your flight miles and hotel points. This is how I triple stack my points and travel more. The link to join is in the show notes. Stop overpaying for travel and enjoy more experiences this year. Okay, we're back. I realize that there are accounts that blow up overnight and they only have 10 videos. That is not my journey and I promise you that will not be your journey either. If you want to be successful on YouTube, be persistent and consistent. Stop thinking there will be a better time to start. Stop telling yourself as soon as you learn to edit, you will film. Stop saying if you only were thinner, you would be on camera. These are all excuses. I originally titled the podcast Losers Start YouTube Channels my first year. Then last minute, I decided to change this title because I knew this phrase would not rank as high in search as my new title. Does it bother me that I manipulate my titles from what I want creatively in order to be in line with Google keyword search? Of course, as a creator, I hate compromising vision in order to perform. Unfortunately, if you want to be successful on these platforms, you have to play strategically. Otherwise, you will never be found amongst the billions of competing grains of sand. Further, I want the energy I put into these podcasts to inspire serve and meet the needs of those who are interested in my journey. If you can't find me because I chose some odd title that only makes sense to me, then who am I really serving? If we consider my initial title, Losers Start YouTube Channels My First Year, you're most likely confused. What am I suggesting? Do I think YouTube is full of losers? Do I consider myself a loser? I assure you there was a concept behind this initial title, which has a great meaning for me, but perhaps not for others. I will do my best to unravel this phrase. Successful people don't exist because they knock it out of the park every time. It's rather the opposite. Successful people make many failed attempts while finding their stride. Many people come to YouTube after not finding success elsewhere. That is what makes this platform full of losers. Losers who, if persistent, will take the lessons they learned from previous experiences and apply them successfully to this amazing tool where creativity, ingenuity, and drive shine. Let's examine my journey that propelled me to YouTube. In 2004, I graduated from BYU-Hawaii with a political science degree and a Spanish minor. I struggled getting a competitive score on the LSAT, even though I was an honors student. Consequently, a mediocre LSAT score placed me on a waitlist for law school. I found a job at a city newspaper as I waited for the law school verdict. Ultimately, I was not admitted. I felt like a huge loser. I continued to work at the newspaper. This is where I met my husband, Jason, and to everyone's surprise, he decided to marry the very creative and chaotic Kim in 2007. The following year, I found myself married and expecting our first child. The next five years are quite a blur as I had four little boys back to back. Between 2008 and 2013, I started to become more familiar with YouTube as I taught myself to sew, garden, cook, and basically care for my new family. During this time, I also dabbled in blogging and created an Etsy shop. Both were hobbies and never became anything, but they were great building blocks. Immediately following the birth of our fourth son, I felt complete. I was done having babies and I wanted to create a business. 
I was still in the thick of baby life, so a baby brand seemed like a good idea. During 2014, I designed, manufactured, and launched Freckle Baby. I ran a successful Kickstarter to help fund the first order. I flew to India to ensure quality control, and I used Instagram to market my little brand of organic baby products. I worked on Freckle Baby for four years, trying to gain traction, but eventually I burnt myself out. I was no longer passionate about baby products. My youngest was now four, and he didn't like taking pictures and bibs. And frankly, I didn't like taking the same photos and constantly sharing in order to generate sales. I was bored and over the baby business. Fortunately, I never took on any debt. So one day I simply stopped promoting Freckle Baby and walked away with earned skills in photography, social media growth, graphic design, and networking. I phrased my original title for this podcast, Losers Start YouTube Channels, my first year, because at this point in my life, I had attempted many things, law school, blogging, an Etsy shop, Freckle Baby, and even Young Living. I actually had some success with all of them, but nothing life-altering. Plus, they all lacked simple scalability that could not be impacted by me alone. In other words, with Freckle Baby in particular, if I wanted to scale it, I was going to have to take on a lot of liability in order to get into that next level of growth. I needed to invest in more advertising and fulfillment. I could not grow it alone. Young Living did well initially, and if you are familiar with that company, I made silver in six months and was hopeful I could grow a large organization. The main caveat to this business model is most people don't work the same. Attempting to help others replicate what I had done and listening to their excuses was exhausting, and I quickly realized it was not a good fit for me. So admittedly, I was a loser at all of them, but I actually don't look at my failed attempts as losses. Each of these mini hobbies and businesses helped me gain valuable skills, which all culminated in the summer of 2018. In 2018, the word on the street is that it's too late to start YouTube. No one makes money on YouTube. Plus, they just changed the monetization requirements, so you now need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours to qualify for the YouTube Partner Program and so on. Honestly, when I decided to make my first YouTube video about glass cleaner, which is still up in all of its horrible goodness, I did not contemplate, can I be successful on YouTube? I was more focused on how can I put out content on a regular basis? I was mostly concerned about workflow because I was already familiar with editing video. In 2000, I got my first Apple laptop, which came loaded with iMovie. That Christmas, while I was home from college, my brothers and I made videos, and I absolutely loved editing and the creative process of putting together a story and searching for the perfect music. The knowledge of how time-consuming video creation is actually kept me from starting my channel sooner. Waiting to start YouTube will always be my biggest regret. It was June 2018, and my glass cleaner video went up. I wasn't proud of any aspect of this video except that I ripped off the band-aid, no more excuses, I had a channel, and I was excited to make my next video and dramatically improve it. That summer, I played around with lighting, cameras, audio, and started creating a studio space. From June to October, I gave myself creative freedom to constantly change and improve. Honestly, I still give myself this freedom. It's my channel, so I can do what I want. I was feeling extremely excited and ambitious, so I set a goal to become monetized by the end of that year. Now remember, to be monetized on YouTube then and still today, you need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. And that's, that's quite a significant amount. This was an insane goal considering on October 7th, 
five months into this journey with 30 videos uploaded. So I had uploaded 30 videos between June and October. I only had 168 subscribers and 400 watch hours. How was I going to get 832 more people to click subscribe and then watch 3,600 hours in the next 60 days? In episode three, I share with you how I achieve my monetization goal and how I find my audience. Remember to comment below so I can get to know you and let's connect again in the next episode, Polarizing Videos, episode three. See you soon, guys.